Welcome to the podcast for Resurrection Lutheran Church in Fredericksburg, Texas. I'm Pastor Garrett Buvinghausen. Today is Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. And instead of a sermon recording from this morning, we will be doing a devotion instead, a quick devotion about the same length, hopefully. Before we begin, I'd like to start with a word of prayer. So let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Before we begin, I'd also like to apologize for any sort of uh, noises that you hear that are um, in the background, any cars passing by. Um, I'm in my study at the church here, and this is still quite an amateur sort of endeavor. I only started doing this sort of thing when the pandemic hit to keep people connected. And I have been holding daily divine services for people who would like to come and receive the sacrament, but things are changing very, very rapidly. And um, nobody came today. And instead of doing matins, we've been working on contingencies and things like that for the coming weeks, especially because Holy Week is coming up and we need to figure out what we're doing here at Resurrection. So stay tuned for any sort of updates that we might be doing. Um, but we're glad that you're here to listen to this devotion. What I wanted to start with is from a little bit of Grace Upon Grace, Spirituality for Today by Dr. John W. Kleinig. This is a book that we studied when I first came to Resurrection last July. It was a book study that I felt was a good, a good thing to start off with because it talks a lot about personal piety for Christians, spirituality. Uh, piety, I think, can be somewhat um, misunderstood because of the word pietism, but piety is actually a very good thing. It really is just synonymous with our current understanding of spirituality. It's actually a more historically accurate term in the church to talk about personal spirituality for Christians. But we'll stick with the words for spirituality. Dr. Kleinig talks about it enough in the book. If you have the opportunity during this time of self-isolation and social distancing, and you might have a lot of time on your hands to read, I would definitely recommend you picking up this book, Grace Upon Grace, Spirituality for Today by John W. Kleinig. You can get it from Amazon or CPH, Concordia Publishing House, um, but any way you can get it, I'd, I'd recommend reading it right now because it talks about a lot about um, what it means to have personal piety as a Christian. And he is very thorough. It's, it's a fantastic book. I, there's no way that I could do it justice all in one sitting, but I did want to start with the introduction. And he talks about receptive spirituality. And he talks about it from many different facets. But he begins his book with with the verse 
16 from John chapter 1. So John chapter 1 verse 16 says, From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Of course, this is where he gets the title from, but this understanding of receiving something, this receptive spirituality. A lot of times we in America, in the church, can get caught up in this understanding, it's a false understanding really, that there is such a thing as spiritual self-improvement, that we have the ability to get better and better with our prayer, and because we are putting forth the effort in prayer, we are becoming stronger Christians or something to this this effect. And if I'm mischaracterizing it, I, I, I apologize, but this is how it's seen a lot within the church and within um, the regular culture. It's a general understanding that these two things can be compatible, self-improvement and, you know, and spirituality. But what Dr. Kleinig talks about is this receptive spirituality, that everything we receive comes from God. And he has all these stories about how uh, when, when he was a kid, he received the tradition of you know, kneeling and praying and reading the Bible from his parents, from going to church regularly, Sunday after Sunday. And then it bleeds into this understanding of receiving God's grace by reading his word. Right? And he talks about how also Martin Luther, when he was in his own way, growing in his own spiritual piety, personal piety, there was a tradition of this pattern of reading, meditation, and prayer. Its goal was contemplation, the experience of ecstasy, bliss, rapture, and 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 illumination through union with the glorified Lord Jesus. To reach this goal, a monk ascended in three stages as on a ladder from earth to heaven. The ascent began by reading a passage from the scriptures aloud to quicken the mind and arouse devotion. It proceeded to heartfelt praying and meditating on heavenly things. It ended in waiting for the experience of contemplation, the infusion of heavenly gifts, and the bestowal of spiritual and and the bestowal of spiritual illumination. This is on page 15 and 16 of Grace Upon Grace that Dr. Kleinig is talking about. And that sounds a lot like what Christianity in a spiritual, personal sense is now. But it's exactly what Luther was trying to get away from. Uh, in fact, Dr. Kleinig says on page 16 of the book, quote, he says, in contrast to this, Luther proposed Luther proposed an evangelical pattern of spirituality as reception rather than self-promotion. This involves three things, prayer, meditation, and temptation. All three revolve around ongoing faithful attention to God's word. The order of the list is significant for unlike that traditional pattern of devotion, the spiritual life begins and ends here on earth. These three terms describe the life of faith as a cycle that begins with prayer for the gift of the Holy Spirit, concentrates on the reception of the Holy Spirit through meditation on God's word, and results in spiritual attack. This in turn leads a person back to further prayer and intensified 
meditation. Luther, um, Luther therefore, does not, does, does not envisage, envisage the spiritual life as a process of self-development, but as a process of reception from the triune God. This process of reception turns proud, self-sufficient, proud, self-sufficient individuals into humble beggars before God. Now, we don't have a whole lot of time to get into all of this, but there's so much here, and there's so much here in regards to the understanding of what it means to be a Christian, especially in our personal spiritual lives. That spirituality is not about ascending into heaven you know, uh, in fact, there's a lot of meditation out there that would claim to do just that in a very non-Christian sort of way. I'm trying to keep this all straightforward because it's all kind of gets muddled up. But suffice it to say that Christian spirituality begins with prayer for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then we concentrate on the reception of the Holy Spirit through meditation on God's Word. So when we pray, I think it's a, a good tradition that has fallen out of favor in some ways that we should pray before we read the Bible. Pray that God would, would show us what He means to tell us in the reading and the hearing of His Word. And that the more we meditate on that word, so we're going through the cycle of prayer, meditation, and temptation, after praying before reading something like the Psalms or other parts of Scripture, meditating on that word of God to chew the cud, as it were, uh, to roll it around in our minds and to really just sit with it. And there's a prayer that's in the church, a prayer for the word, that speaks of reading, hearing, learning, and, and, uh, and, hang on, let me find it, and inwardly digesting. It says, there's this prayer. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them that by patience and comfort of your holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. That prayer right there is a wonderful prayer for what it means to meditate on God's word. And during this time when we have a lot more time and we may, may feel isolated, um, there's a lot of opportunities for Satan to attack us Spiritual warfare is all over the place in very subtle ways, even in ways where we tell ourselves, it'd be really good if I read my Bible today. But then you have this little voice in the back of your head saying, eh, maybe tomorrow, right? It can be very subtle. But that is also the, in some ways, the spiritual attack that comes from meditating on God's word. Now, in this time of pandemic, we are under a lot of spiritual attack. Regular people um, who have jobs now are having to work at home. There's a lot of different times right now that are going on that are very extraordinary. People are at home, kids are out of school, um, churches are canceling services or moving them strictly online, and we're in kind of a a dire situation and people 
ought to be more reflective. People ought to be more um, reflective on the Word of God during these times because even being a pastor, I get asked several times, what does this mean from a biblical perspective? And it's a great opportunity to witness to people about the saving work of Jesus Christ, that to believe in the death and resurrection of Christ for the forgiveness of our sins grants us eternal life. Um, It's truly what cuts through all of the craziness, all of the madness that's going on right now. But it begins with hearing God's word. And sadly, right now, we can't hear God's word necessarily in person. A lot of people are high risk and not able to attend church. And that means also not receiving the Lord's Supper, the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of sins which is very sad and very tragic. But at the same time, it affords us the opportunity to understand the importance of Holy Communion and the importance that um, it rightfully has, but also the importance of hearing God's Word. That right now, if you cannot be in a place to receive the body and blood of Christ for the strengthening of your faith, for the forgiveness of your sins... The Word has to do its work, and the Word can do its work, and the Word does its work. The Holy Spirit works through God's Word wherever it is preached. The Holy Spirit is is confidently at work to do God's will. So during this time, I'm probably going to continue on with some of these devotions, I would like to continue on in talking more about grace upon grace and what Dr. Kleinig uh, talks about here. There's so much here. Uh, Maybe a quick recap through some episodes on what I uh, walked through the class at Resurrection, um, the things that I walked through with the class at Resurrection on the book, things like that. That could be a continuing thing because right now, most there are some people who can only do home devotions. There are only people. Uh, there are some people who can only uh, read their Bibles right now. They can't go to church, so we will do what we can to encourage you to read your Bibles, pray, and we will do our best to give you the resources to help you to pray. Even talking about how the Lord's Prayer is the perfect prayer to pray during these times, and it is the perfect prayer for all times. So. With that, I'll leave you with that for now, understanding that from Jesus Christ, as John 1.16 says, from his fullness, we have all, we have all, we have all received grace upon grace. And to close this out, we will understand that that, that grace is what sustains us through the good times and the bad times. And to understand that God's grace will bring us through this, either in this life or in the life hereafter. To close, let's pray the Lord's Prayer. So pray with me, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.